I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I just said that out loud. <laughs> that is now official, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. Happy New Year, everyone. We took a little time off there. One week. One week. But Wow, did, we wow, did I take some time off. <laughs> you, d- you did I take some, some time, time off. off. I, we've talked about this, but, and I know that I, you may experience this too, but when I am not in my home and I don't have my dog, and I don't have my kids, I can sleep like a motherfucker. Like, oh, yeah. 14 hours a night. Straight. Holy shit. And even that's, then, I was like, oh, I That's really that. intense. Yeah, like, my, my body, like, my body was like, oh my god, I have a week to recover from the last year. 14 hours a night. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Okay, if you never had to wake up and do school prep and all of that. Could you sleep 14 hours a night every night? Like, are you just, are you one of those people that can just sleep? I used to be. Or is it because you're so behind? What it is is, but, well, so when I, when I got home, I uh, did not have my kids, but I'm in my house and I have my dog and I have a million things to get done. So I barely slept maybe six hours that first night and it was a fitful six hours. There's right. just too much on my brain. There's no, I wouldn't be able to sleep that long, no. Just removing me from the environment made it so that I could relax. And my body was just like, okay, we're, we're just going to shut down. <laughs> you go into like hibernation mode, essentially. Yeah. Well, it's good you had that. Uh, it's good. It is. And kind of. Although now, now you know, know what it's like. like. You know how it feels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That part sucks. But removing from the environment. You were in... I was in New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yes, I went to New Orleans. I was supposed to have gone to Iceland, but plans changed. It's a little different in New Orleans. <laughs> it's a little different. Although yeah. I will say this, and I know I know that where you were, it was like negative four degrees, right? Oh, at least. Negative 12 oh sometimes, yeah. Without the wind. Were you close to water? No. Okay. No, I'm probably 40 miles from the lake. But yeah, I mean, I think the the worst day it was negative 10 or negative 12 Fahrenheit. And for those of you listening that use Celsius, that's just fucking cold. <laughs> that's how it converts. Oh, God. It was so cold in New Orleans. It was so cold. <laughs> it was just, yeah, I forgot what it, what, what a southern cold, what, what, what it's like. It's a wet cold. Right, you posted somewhere about the humidity, and that is a totally different. Yeah, ballgame. and where I, like the house is down there, you know, all of the pipes are underneath the house, and there's no insulation, so the 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 cold was just rising through the boards and the floor. 
It was just cold everywhere. It was just freezing. And I was like, but I came to the South. <laughs> Why is it doing this? Right. I mean, it, it's all relative. I mean, 40 degrees can feel really cold if you're not in a space that's meant to hold it. And people forget that, I think, a lot. Even, you know, when, like, London will get a heat wave in the summer and it's 85 or 90 and people in L.A. are really not impressed because that's not that warm. But it's really warm when the buildings aren't meant to deal with those temperatures. Right. Just like in New Orleans, it's not insulated appropriately. Well, in the climate, like a, an, an 80 degrees in L.A. is different than an 80 degrees in Memphis, Tennessee. It's just, you right. know, a, it's a ball. It, it's hot in, in L.A., but 80 degrees in, in Memphis is oppressive. Oh, yeah. Really depends where you are. Yeah. So we, I had plans to walk around and see a lot more than I did, but it was too cold. It, I did not pack the right clothing. I mean, I looked at the temperature. This is how stupid I was. I looked at the temperature that was going to be when I was there, and it was like, oh, in the you know low 30s, low 40s. Well, that was wrong. It was in the 20s, and then it was just freezing. <laughs> Right, in the 20s, poor insulation, and the humidity. Yeah. Little did everyone know, MRS has become a weather podcast <laughs> in the new year. We hope you enjoy. I, I do follow a few meteorologists on Twitter, and someone posted this heat map of the world um, while I was in New Orleans. And I guess, was it the day after? I think it was either New Year's Day or the day after New Year's Day. There was a place in Hawaii and a place in Florida that both reached freezing temperatures. So somewhere in every 50 states, there was a freezing temperature below freezing. Yeah. And they posted this heat map and basically the entire rest of the world was like heat and we were below freezing, like the United States. So obviously global warming is not a thing because everything mm -hmm. was cold. Or God is trying to, like, freeze us off the earth. <laughs> like, at this point, he's just like, like a blister. Like, he's just trying to freeze it off. <laughs> freeze him out. Oh, God. <laughs> like a wart. Freeze it, scrape it off, start yeah. again. We can, we can address the elephant in the room if we want to a little bit. You mean from your, your from Instagram, Instagram post? post? Yeah. 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 Your Instagram post that did not include me. did not me. include you. We'll just clear that no. up so let's address that elephant <laughs> who is a man yeah um so i think the first the first question since we've cleared it up that it was not me is is it the man that you spent time with in france because you did post a photo that kind of implied a french quality oh it was you know people really misunderstood that yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Frenchman is a um it's a famous street in uh in uh New Orleans. It's sort of it's sort of the dividing line, I think if I'm going to pronounce this right, between the French Quarter and the Marigny. And those are two Okay. Do you know about New Orleans? I do not. I've never been. Okay. It's sort of the dividing line between these two parts of the area down there. Like two significant neighborhoods? Yes. Okay. Uh, where there's tons of bars and food and constant music going on. Okay. Um, we were there one night until almost two o'clock in the morning and nobody was slowing down. We were buying hot dogs off the street. 
Yeah. They, pe- people were rapping and there were jazz bands, you know, in every single bar, like really, really good jazz bands. And ugh, my God, it was crazy. But that that was the street. And the streets down in New Orleans have the, that that's how they mark the streets, especially down in the quarter is they have the name of the street and those tiles on the concrete. Okay. I just wanted to get, I, okay. So you just ran into like a random person. Ran into a random person who was standing there next to me. Just like, hey, can you take a photo? I like your shoes. (laughs) I did like his shoes. I mean, you also mentioned a hot dog. So I feel like there's like two elephants in the room that we have to address. The man is probably most interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Hot dog? You also ate a hot dog. I ate a hot dog, yes. And it was not a vegan hot dog. No, it wasn't. Or a vegetarian hot dog. No. It was like a straight up I ate the shit out of all the food in New Orleans. I ate all of the food, all of it. I didn't have any restrictions. I was in New Orleans. I was like, fuck it. And it was all fucking good. It was so good. Yeah, that sounds like a great decision. It was, everything was good. Everything was savory. That hot dog off the street was like the best hot dog I've ever eaten in my life. It was that good at two o'clock in the morning. Well, anytime I think you decide to get a hot dog at two o'clock in the morning, you're pretty much guaranteed <laughs> it's going to be a damn good hot dog. It's kind of like that 3 a.m. pizza. Like it's, <laughs> it's just going to be good. I ate Popeye's chicken. <laughs> Are you ca- That one I did not expect. I, like, we went through the drive. I had never been through to a Popeye's. And we went through I the drive. I, we went through the drive-thru and you can get like these different four-piece sets and it comes with a buttermilk biscuit and it comes with, um, you can get a side of red beans and rice and a side of gravy and, and uh, uh, mashed potatoes. Oh my God, it was so good. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> those are the kind of places that never interest me until someone takes me there. And then yeah. for those exact same reasons, I see the sides. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. It happened to me years ago at a Boston market. A Boston market. Oh, my God. Criticized it forever and then went in and I'm like, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> you know what's even better is what? that I ate, mo- I ate, you know, about half of the of the order that I got and then put it in the refrigerator and then came back later that day and munched on it. And it was still good. Still just as good cold. Still just as good cold. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first elephant. So you <laughs> ate all of the food. So let's now go back for a moment. Because this, if we can take several steps back, this is a big step. This is a big step. Posting I'm... someone uh-huh. on your social media. It is a, it's a big step. Let me take a big swig of my well coffee. In the past. Hold on, I'm going <clears> to <throat> swig of my coffee. Hold on. Um, We're all just waiting. Bated breath here. Yeah, so... When was it? Like in 2014, um, when I was dating Matt, there was a question in my community section, the community section of my of my website, and it was directed at me from someone, basically saying, "What does a blog author owe its audience?" And this was a a genuine, like a kind question. No, it, oh, okay. I did not. I don't. I don't think that the intention of it was kind. Some oh, of, of the answers were very unkind. Some of them were really, you know, kind, but um, I think people were upset that I wasn't talking more about who I was dating and who I was seeing and who I was spend time in, spending time with. And 
there was a there was a I mean there's a good reason why I wasn't talking about him because I had lived through a public divorce. I would not wish that hell on anybody. I had decided at that point, what after going through, after having my you know divorce dissected by the New York Times and by the local newspaper, that I would I didn't want to talk about my romantic relationships on my website or on any of my platforms. Which is really your choice. And if I may, I don't think you owe anyone a damn thing as a blog <laughs> author, honestly. And well, I think like the reason that I posted. I would post a picture or two here of, here and there of Matt because I wanted people to know, like, I was I was seeing someone. I was happy with him. These people had been along for the ride for many years, and I wanted to let them know that this was happening. I didn't want to go into any further detail, but it was like, hey, you guys, this is, this is a thing. That's what I thought that I owed them was, this is happening, I, but I'm going to keep the details to myself. That's sort of how I, I don't think I've posted about anybody else that I've dated since then. I don't think so. Not that I've seen, uh-uh. I mean, nothing. No, no, but this is kind of, this is kind of serious. <laughs> but you've also not really shown him. Nope, I have not and really shown him. And also not tagged him. I have not tagged him, no. I don't so, intend to. So, and is to. that the plan? Um, to kind of just I'm keep sort it? Of like, I'm sort of like, I'm um, going to... I'm just going to feel it out, I think, right now. I just want to, you know, Instagram and Facebook, or I, I, I treat Instagram as my scrapbook. And I print out all of my Instagram photos into hard copies. And I have, like, all my, my entire Instagram account I have in my office. How um, often do you print it? Like, monthly? Like, every two or three months. Okay. I have them all printed. I have little Instagram photos all over the house of the kids and the, my trips to across the world. I'm documenting the fact that I am in a relationship. I just said that out loud. <laughs> you, you, that is now official. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you know, it's good because he took you to Popeye's. So. Yeah. <laughs> he cooks. Yeah. I he did. Cooks. I saw that too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He took me to get, he took me to get beignets. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a, it's a pretty serious deal, serious enough that I would post about him publicly. So I'm mostly wondering how many people were frantically searching New Orleans geotags, (laughs) looking for his shoes or pants or shirt or something that could possibly maybe be the person that you were with, because you know, there were people doing that. I'm, I'm sure that it's being dissected in forums and people are frantically guessing and doing legwork and, you know, they've probably found, you know, his DNA at this point. <laughs> but he knows. I mean, he knows the, the quote unquote risk yeah. involved here. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we had a long discussion about it. And he was, he told me that I could do whatever I wanted to do, but I still want to keep it sort of, you know, it's, it's. The details are, are mine, but, you know, I want people to know that I'm happy. That's positive news. That's a good start to the new year. We didn't meet on Tinder. I'll tell you that. We didn't meet on Tinder. You didn't meet on Tinder. I did That's not good. meet him on Tinder. The Tinders and the plenty of fishes and the match.coms and all that bullshit is uh, hopefully a thing of the past. That would be good. Yeah. I'm starting to think that for some people, those sites 
are are essentially a stepping stone that kind of gets you mentally in the place of dating and accepting the dating world. The dating so world. So that even if you don't actually use them to find someone, they've kind of put you where you need to be. Yeah. I've been giving a lot of dating site pep talks because I have a friend who started using it. And it's it's great because I don't use them. <laughs> but I still get to benefit from the insanity that exists there. And she will periodically just text me screenshots of these people. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I don't know what the pool of women is like. But I feel so bad for women who have to use those apps to find men. Because it's horrifying. It's horrifying. I mean, it's, it's hor- she sent me one of a guy without his shirt on and there's a squirrel on his shoulder. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not making that shit up. Like, how could you ever think that that is an acceptable profile photo for a dating site? That's not acceptable for anywhere. Did I tell you about that? I think I told you about the guy who was, he had like seven photos of himself posing, doing headstands, like a headstand on top of a mountain, a headstand on top of a wakeboard, a headstand, like weird, super weird. So weird that I had to show Lita and we laughed about it for hours. (laughs) That's so awesome. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that that is behind you. Uh, Yeah, it's, um, I have a lot to look forward to, I think. Yes. Obviously, this wasn't like a new year thing, but that's a hell of a way to start a new year. It's a, yeah, it was, what was interesting is uh, while I was there, he got really, really sick. I was there for seven days because my kids were with John for seven days. So I spent the whole time there and he got really, really, really sick. So for almost two days, we didn't leave his house and I took, I helped make some soup and I took a ticker of his dog. We watched a lot of Netflix. Somebody posted a comment on one of my pictures and oh, it was actually the, it was on the picture of our feet next to the word Frenchman. Okay. And she said, you're doing a huge disservice by posting oh, the most God. boring photos of the greatest city in the, in the U S. And I just, it's just like, first of all, who do you have to be to leave a comment like that on somebody's photo? I mean, right. I just, that would never cross my mind to leave a comment like that somewhere. Right. You could just maybe scroll past the photo and not like it and move on with life. Yeah. And, acceptable. I, I read that photo and truthfully, I laughed and kept checking Instagram waiting for your response. <laughs> I was so excited. I did. I saw it on the stories. Okay. And as soon as it popped up, I was like, oh, hell yes. This is awesome. (laughs) If you didn't see the story, I basically said to the person who told me that I was doing a disservice by posting the most boring photos of the greatest city in the U.S. First of all, you've never been to Duchesne, Utah. Second of all, I did not come to see a city. I came to see a person. And the, the assignment that you have given to me, you need to assign to someone else. Right, and I I read that comment while he is vomiting, in you know he's so sick he had a horrible virus and we're stuck inside for two days, and I'm reading this comment like, this person that I've come to see is sick and I'm taking care of him and I'm in his house for two days and you're scolding me for not posting more pictures of New Orleans. That's what I wanted to say. I want to shake my head and be like, who are, who does that? Even if he hadn't been sick and you had been posting three times as many photos, it, 
it doesn't matter what you post. Like you're you're the one there. So if if to you beauty are those street signs in set in tile, then take photos of those and post them. Yeah. I mean, you could have been taking any number of photos. You don't even know. I mean, how do you capture the beauty? To me, that was a that was pretty excellent. Those sort of street signs yeah. don't exist in a lot of places. Exactly. So that's pretty unique. But there's always something to pick apart if you try hard enough. <laughs> but to like, I just wouldn't ever sit. This is it's. It goes back to this. Like, I would never be in the workplace and say to a a guy, whoa, what you're wearing is so sexy. That would never cross my mind. I would never cross my mind to see somebody's Instagram photo of Salt Lake City and go, you're doing a huge disservice to this city by what you just posted. Like, I, huh? It just takes a special, it takes a special person with a different perspective. With a different perspective, yeah. I mean, I, I've scrolled through Instagram so many times and seen a photo and thought to myself, like, this is this is really nice. I would like to see the other angle. Like, or you just have some some thought about the photo itself. But I don't like leave a comment and say, you really fucked up. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> like, why do, I don't, I mean, and we've talked about these things before, these comments and stuff. I just, even if nothing else, why would you want to take just even 10 seconds out of your day to tell someone they're doing something wrong when it, it doesn't benefit either person at all. Yeah, it's just the, the it's that little negativity that you're spreading. And I, I think that I'm maybe maybe she's trying to be, you know, uh, constructively critical. Maybe that's what she thought she was being, constructively critical. But I don't know. That was not constructive though. No, and it could have been like this is an awesome photo. Have you taken any photos of the buildings? I think the architecture is beautiful. That would have been like a suggestive type mm-hmm. comment. But I, oh God. Normally, normally like when I get those, yeah, I, I ignore them. Like that's, here comes that stupid thing again where I forget the word. I have conditioned myself, <laughs> that conditioned. I have conditioned myself to sort of ignore that stuff now. But then I think we've talked about Roxanne Gay before. You know who she is, right? Yes. I follow her religiously on Twitter. She takes no shit from anyone. No one. No one. And even if somebody says something horrible to her and they only have two followers, she will snap back at them in in the most brilliant way, always. She snaps back all the time. And people have said to her what they said to me back in the day. They were like, why, why do you give attention to the negativity? And she's like, because I, she's like, because I can. <laughs> You know, she's like, I don't have to deal with this bullshit. I don't have to deal with this bullshit. So I, I get to say what I want to say. And yeah. that com- that comment, especially as I'm, you know, I'm here with this person that I am in a relationship with and he's sick and he's hosting me in his home and we haven't left the house in two days. And I, that it just hit me in that wrong way where it was like, you don't get to say that to me. Don't come in my living room and take a shit on my on my floor. Don't do it. <laughs> not the rug man not the rug i don't i don't know i'm just lost you're just I lost mean, i i i respect the desire to address all of those comments i mean i know you ignore most of them but it's just at a certain point it's like ah, oh, just 
fuck off. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, it just goes back to that basic rule where if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. You just don't. Yep. You are in a relationship. I am in a relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we'll just make that the title. Heather is in a relationship. Really, that's what we were getting to this whole time. Yeah. I I uh, I think, I don't remember how many episodes ago it was when I mentioned that Lita noticed that I was looking at my phone and and it was causing my face to light up. Oh, yeah. And people people made comments about that. Oh, did they? Well, people made comments. I think that was the episode where everyone was saying that I let you off the hook. Oh. <laughs> because I didn't I didn't say anything about it. Yeah. That was totally it. And because I think it was toward the end of the episode, too. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she yeah. noticed. She noticed immediately. She's like, she's like, what, why are you looking at your phone like that? I can't hide anything from that kid. I cannot hide anything from that kid. So the the children know about him. Okay, that was my next question. Yes, they do. They know about him. Um, are very curious about him. Positively curious, especially Marlo. Yes, That's especially awesome. Marlo. That's awesome. Lita really wants to see me happy. I think she wants to see me in, in a relationship, and this has actually brought her quite a bit of peace. <laughs> like my mom doesn't have to be on Tinder anymore. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're probably right. At the core, she wants you to be happy. And she knows that a part of that is the companionship piece. Yeah. Like that's a really central piece to it. She saw the happiness in my face when I would get a text from him and like it brought her so like it grounded her and it brought her so much peace. God, there's so much that I could talk about that that I can't talk about. (laughs) Well, but let's be honest, you could, but you don't want to. And that's totally your choice. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you could, but you're choosing not to, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's totally fine. You share what you want. That's what social media is. You share what you what you want to share. It's like it's a little window, and when you want, you just close the blinds. It's done. Done deal. We'll we'll say this: like there was there was a time when I was in a relationship that was hard. I I I I wanted it to work, but I did. But ultimately, it wasn't going to work, and it was it was hard to try to make it work. 
and she saw, she witnessed just like, it wasn't pain that it was bringing me. It was bringing me just a lot of stress. And she, she saw that. And that I think that uh, destabilized her a little bit. And I feel bad. I feel bad that she had to witness that. I think she she's really desperate to see me happy and in a relationship with someone who uh, someone who loves me and someone that I love. Oh my god! I just <laughs> wow, this, see this is a big episode now. But she's she's so happy about this. She's thrilled about this. And Marlo and Marlo won't stop talking about it. But yeah, that's amazing though. And it I is. think it's it's also interesting that she saw that other side. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, ultimately, even when you're with someone you really want to be with, someone who really wants to be with you, there's you're going to have to wade through some shit. Like relationships, any relationship requires work at some points. There's stress and anxiety and all different emotions at some point. But the base emotion should not be stress. Right. Like your your resting state should be a place of joy and general happiness rather than constant stress. Right, exactly. And I may be excusing myself, but what I'm, I mean, I talked quite a bit with my mother about this and she's like, Heather, you know, you're showing her how relationships work. You know, you're basically showing her that a relationship that's not supposed to work, this is what it looks like. And a relationship that works and that is good for you looks like this. Like, like I am by example, she is, she is watching this happen with me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, you'll never prevent her from being in a relationship at some point that isn't going to work, but now she at least can take a moment and think back and be like, okay, this feels a lot like what I saw (laughs) my mom go through. Maybe this isn't good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look back. Oh my God. She and I were talking about like high school sweethearts. Who were you talking about? She's like, I mean, nobody, she's like, nobody gets married, you know, to the person that they first date, do they? And I was like, well, actually, (laughs) uh, my sister uh, met her husband when she was 13. And they started dating. They weren't allowed to to go on single dates until she was 16. But they met when she was 13. And have been together since. And she's she will be 50 this year. Wait. Holy no. shit. She'll, she'll be 48. But that's still, I mean, wow. Yeah. That's like 35 years. And then I said, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly some, different path. Some people date quite a bit. <laughs> but that's good, though. I mean, I think it's good for her to see that there's no reason to think you have to date a lot, but there's no reason to think that if you do, it's you've, you've done the wrong thing. Right. I mean, every, everyone has a different path. And I think if you, if you can date two people and find the person you want to be with, then great. And if you need to date 30 people, then you date 30 people. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it, I mean, I'm sure some people would have a very different opinion, but I don't know. Do what you got to do for love, for which love. you are in. <laughs> Just to remind everyone for a moment. So now that you've, I mean, got that all lined up, which is pretty great. The hell else is left for 2018? Oh, there's there's stuff there's stuff coming. I can't talk yeah. about it just yet, but yeah, there's stuff happening. 
<laughs> so it's going to be a big year. Um. Yeah. Well. It, yeah. It's gonna. It's a busy year. It's a packed year. I've got to really hunker down here in the next few months and be very disciplined with my time. I've got a very strict schedule of like Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are dedicated to one thing and then like Tuesdays and Fridays are dedicated to a different thing and I've got to be very 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 strict about uh, scheduling things because of that isn't it weird though I have no trips planned I did not make medallion status last year I made silver medallion but I did not make platinum medallion for the first time in five years and I don't fucking care because it has to feel kind of good yeah, like well, when I when I showed up to the airport to go to New Orleans, I was like, "Oh God, oh, I hate this place. <laughs> I hate this place." Yeah, and I realized, you know what? Not traveling as much is kind of good. Yeah, and the yeah. one trip you just took was a hundred percent for you. Yeah. It's not like you were going to speak somewhere and then also stay longer or go early or something. I mean, it was exactly. I mean, even it's even different than when you were in Paris. Yes. Because the point of that was to work. Right. So this was 100% just for you. This is 100% just for me. Yeah. And well, for you and the person that you love. But <laughs> it's just credit where credit is due here. I even went and saw a basketball game. Oh, God, and- I saw that. What the hell was up with that? <laughs> I, could, I thought I was too. watching like the wrong story. <laughs> so many people commented on that story and were like, what the hell are you doing in a basketball game? <laughs> Seriously. I think, I think more than you not doing the city justice, you owe everyone an explanation for that shit. <laughs> He's a huge fan of basketball. He's he, I, and this is the thing is I could listen to him talk about basketball for hours. Oh my God. He knows everything. And then we'll see. Here's the thing that people don't really know. I grew up in a sports family. Sports were always on at my house growing up. Um, basketball, football, like the sound of a football game is the sound of my childhood. And So basically any sport that was in season was Yeah, was, was on. Okay. So I know all of the rules. I know all, I know I know I know how everything works. I know what offsides is, you know. <laughs> and um Great. I, I mean, and then I, my brother was super into like, they, they had their favorite teams. And so I get sports. I get it. I haven't, I mean, John Armstrong wasn't a sports fan, so we didn't watch a lot during our marriage. But, but yeah, he's, he's really, really into basketball and he knows everything about it. And I could just, I could sit and listen to him, like what his knowledge about certain players and certain teams and, it's incredible. So we went and saw um, a Pelicans game, and it was awesome. It was it was so fun. Yeah, I mean, which was really interesting is that the Utah Jazz it used to be New Orleans. It used to be the New Orleans Jazz, right? Yeah. So. So you took their team. <laughs> we need to give knows. that team back. He knows. <laughs> does he? Does he listen to MRS? Um, I think he's listened. Like once or twice. That's the that's another awesome. thing about it is that he's like he never ever really webbed my website. Like he's read my website once or twice. Because he just wants to learn about you from you, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a good thing, I think. Yeah. Like, he didn't, I don't think he had actually read a single page of my website before we met. And then and then he went in. And he only visited twice, but they were hours. <laughs> Everything he could find. Printed out. Organized. That's, God, I still can't believe you went to a basketball game, though. Why is that surprising to everybody? I don't understand. I mean, I think just because for anyone who's followed your website or your social media channels, they know that you have never once posted anything about professional sports ever, except for maybe when the Cubs won, won the World Series. Like, that was well, that's probably it. I so, could be wrong, but pretty close. I, I posted... When, so Matt, you know, Matt was from Boston and when the Red Sox won the World Series, I was very invested in that. And then the Patriots won the Super Bowl, like towards the end of our relationship. And I was kind of invested in that, kind of. In the relationship or the Super Bowl? (laughs) In the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, But those are different though. I think, I think even people who hate sports... They get invested in some degree in playoffs, World Series, Super Bowl, because it's like the game. But you weren't at like a playoffs game. You were just at a fucking basketball game. Yeah, he he just he wanted to show he wanted to take me to a basketball game. It's awesome. I'm totally not criticizing it. It just <laughs> threw me like it was crazy. I know. And so this is this is my problem with sports, though. So the Saints, the New Orleans Saints are, did they win? They did. Uh, on, on Sunday, they won. So the New Orleans have a shot at going, potentially going to the Super Bowl this year. And okay. they played a game, I think it was Christmas Eve. And it they they needed to win, but they didn't have to win because another team lost playing a different game it's, it's okay. hard to explain but okay. we but we watched the saints game and the problem is that i get really 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 invested and stressed and i i wince i like visibly like wince and recoil when like they drop the ball or there's an interception or you know i get re- <laughs> No, I I get it. I get every single time I watch a game, which is rare, I get into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a thing. And I don't like, I don't even need to know anything about either team up until that exact moment. Yeah. But suddenly it matters deeply to me. Right. It's really weird. It's really weird. And it caught like they, they lost that game on, on uh, Christmas Eve and it was so close and I like it when, when it was over, I felt like I had run like 13 miles. It was just so emotionally <laughs> exhausting. Well, it does make you kind of understand when people say something like we lost or we won. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you get why they use we like mm-hmm. you do get really attached and really invested. Yeah. He, he was surprised like when we were talking early on, the Utah Jazz played against uh, the played against Chicago in the finals. Okay, and this is back in like '97. They had a shot. They were doing really well against 
um, Chicago. No one thought they had a chance. And they were playing in they were playing in Salt Lake. And okay. Michael Jordan came down with the flu. And everybody in town was just like, like, this is awesome. Like, Michael Jordan has the <laughs> flu. We're totally going to fucking win this game. And they go to play that night. And he scored over 30 points. Oh, God. <laughs> with the flu. And I was talking to him about it. And he's like, you remember that? I'm like, of course I remember that. He was like really shocked that I knew this this part of his, of, of basketball history. Um, yeah, I I don't remember that. I was not living yeah. in Chicago at the time. I was um, thirteen, so <laughs> wasn't definitely wasn't really following Chicago oh sports God. from Michigan. Oh, my God. oh, do you do you remember seeing Michael Jordan play? No. I come oh from God. a family that was not at all interested in sports. So, I mean, I have family in the Chicago area, so I knew what was happening, but no. I mean, that I grew, I grew up watching Michael Jordan play. I think, I mean, Michael everyone, Jordan, Scotty Pippen, yeah. all those guys. Like, I grew up watching, you know, professional basketball. Yeah. And, well, that particular period was such a big time, though, for it. Well, well yeah. But like that's why it's not for me. It's not surprising that I would go to a game, just because it was. It's. I mean, it was so much a part of my. I mean, you have to understand my my sister's family. I think we talked about this. They all dress in blue for BYU. They go to every fucking BYU football game that's played here. They've gone wow. to the bowl games that BYU go to. They go to the basketball games. Like they watch every game. Like it's a family thing. It, it is their identity is BYU sports. It's just my, my family is, yeah, that's where I come from. Well, I think knowing that, like knowing that background, then it makes more sense. But to not know that, (laughs) did not expect to see it in your Instagram stories. (laughs) Somebody in my, somebody commented and like, what the hell is this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was, it was kind of out of nowhere, but those are just the kind of things that you do for love. (laughs) That's what it all comes down to. I seriously, I have to up my 2018 game. This is disastrous. No, it's not disastrous. No, I haven't. I I'm drinking green smoothies. That's like my only fucking accomplishment so far. And that's not even an accomplishment. No, I made my bed this morning. I've See, made... that's an accomplishment. So we we were going to originally talk about this. Like yesterday was the first day back at school for my kids. How long has Lex been back at school? Oh, no. Yesterday was his first day back, okay. too. So yesterday was like the re-entry. Like, yesterday was it. Like, it was like, here we go. And they were totally ready and excited? Um, no. Yeah. Okay. Lita, Lita the night before, just looked at me. She was like, I just... I just don't, I just don't want to do it, mom. I just don't want to do it. And I'm like, I know I don't want to do it either. <laughs> like, oh yep. God. That's how Lexton was. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was like, it was great because it was sort of deadpan and really matter of fact. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's just, it's just that I really hate it. So I don't want to do it. I'm like, okay, well, that's a valid reason. <laughs> sure. I don't really know how to respond to that. And I don't, I don't know how they do it. I mean, I know that we did it, but to have like two weeks off and then a summer off and then just 
go back. Like, that sucks. That's a rough re-entry anyway. Yeah, like she got t- she got a two-week break from eighth grade boys is what she got. <laughs> and now she has to go back and be around eighth grade boys. And it's just like, ugh. ugh. Well, as the parent to an eighth grade boy, I feel for her. <laughs> I genuinely... I mean, they're really good individually. It's when they get in groups. Mm -hmm. It's like that saying, never underestimate the power of stupid people in large numbers. Mm -hmm. It's that. Like in one-on-one, totally fine. She just needs to find, to meet that one boy, not that boy, but that (laughs) one boy that's like a friend who can let her see that not all eighth grade boys are garbage. Most of them, but not all of them. She needs to meet Lexton. See? That's yeah. what needs to happen. Yeah. But this is the thing again. Lita is more mature than most 20 year old women. She's so mature. She's just so, she's an old soul. She can hang, she can hang with me and my friends and keep up and, yeah. and actually like take a step ahead of us. So she's a little bit like Rory loosely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's all making sense. <laughs> there was an episode last night really quickly what season what season are you uh set we're in the second season towards the very end okay and uh lorelei just graduated from the classes that she took at college right and rory misses the graduation oh yeah do you remember that episode i do remember th- i mean i've heard about it okay I've heard, no I've you heard about saw it, it. I've, <laughs> I, I totally know that episode you yes. saw that episode because she went to new york to meet up with the dude and That's right so at the end of the episode you know lorelei gets home and rory's standing there and rory's just apologizing 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 and lorelei is just like no let's go inside or let's go get something to eat i forgot what she did but when it was over lita looked lita <laughs> she looked at me and she's like she didn't get in trouble lorelei didn't get <laughs> mad at her like what I said, yeah, yeah, uh, if you had done that, man, you'd have been in so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but there is something to be, like, the fact that she didn't get in trouble made it even worse. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes not getting in trouble, not getting punished, not getting yelled at makes you feel even smaller. You have to deal, like, with the idea of what you just did. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But we're back into the the swing of the year. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I you think know, we're still swinging. I'm trying to be um, moderate in in what I'm doing in life. I'm seeking out moderation, and I am cautiously optimistic about about this year. And I'm taking it day by day by day. Like, I'm not going to come out going, 2018 is going to be the best year ever. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make 2016, I'm, I'm going to make it work. 2018. Oh my God. <laughs> You're like two years behind. <laughs> let's just, let's throw back now. You just, you totally skipped 2017 and went right back to a really was shitty the worst year. year of the I know. Oh my God. Okay. Two, six, yeah. 2016 was by far the worst year of my life. Oh my God. Okay. I think, though, taking 2018 day by day and being cautiously optimistic, and I'm saying this as a pessimist, is smart. And I think the day-to-day approach is smart because then it also allows you to have shitty days 
Yes. Without them destroying the year. Because you're able to say, okay, well, today was shit, but the last 10 have been great. So all in all, it weighs out. Like, um, I, on, on Friday, my kids were here, but I was like running around getting so much done. Like there's so much that has to get done for school, for, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Just organization. Like I have to change out all of my organizational materials in my in my office to now 2018 folders and put in and I have to file away all the 2017 stuff and there's accounting work and all the stuff that I was like frantically getting done on Friday and I woke up on Saturday and was just like I don't want to move but I should <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like you know what it's okay to take a break it is okay to take a break Heather and so I did I just, I sat and I read for a few hours. So, and it felt awesome. Yeah. And that's what I am going to allow myself this year is moderation, Heather. Moderation. Remember, moderation is when you feel the best. Well, growing up, and I'm sure that my mom took this from somewhere, it's some famous quote, and I've just never taken the time to look it up, but she always used to say, everything in moderation, even moderation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I love that. I think it, I think it's perfect for everything. Like Mm -hmm. there's, you need to practice moderation most of the time, but sometimes you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's, it's just a good practical idea to live by. Yeah. For a good year ahead. For a good year ahead. In love. 2018 is the year of love. The year of love. Yeah. Yeah. So 16 was shit. 17 was recovery and 18 is love. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, that's good, and it's good for my kids. And yeah, yeah, that's all. I'm <laughs> it's it's let's just we'll just say it's good all around. It's good. Things are trending upward. Yeah, moderately. We'll stick moderately. with the idea of moderation. Moderately. Mm-hmm. You know, one day at a time. That one will be that will be our da, motto. Da, 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 da. Right. <laughs> Two thousand eighteen. One day at a time. Yeah, I like that. Oh, God, I can't believe we did that. Okay. All right. Okay. It's there. <laughs> there were there were two elephants, and we had to clear them both up. You eat it's meat, there. and you are in love. To some people, the eating meat thing is probably a bigger deal. But I you know eat, what? I eat meat in moderation. So we're just... Right. Yeah. Right. Everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, we would love to hear how all of you have settled into 2018. We'd also love to field all your questions about Heather's love interest, because those are probably out there. Or or meat questions. That's an option. I can tell you where to get that great hot dog. That's true. If you're looking for a good street hot dog in New Orleans, just happen to be there looking for one at 2 a.m., Heather knows what's up. So as always, you can reach us uh, by email at stories at manicramblings.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Manic Ramblings. And until next time, everything in moderation, even moderation. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff.
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 